Welcome to episode two of Birth Medicine Podcast. Today, we jump right into the medicine with the powerful and inspiring free birth stories of our very own Chalet. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay, we're on. <laughs> All right, Shalay. Uh, our, first, our first interviewee. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited to finally hear your stories. I don't think I've actually heard them. Oh, um, yeah, I'm excited. So just give us a little brief in, um, introduction of who you are. Yeah. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Shalay. Um, I was born and raised on Oahu in Hawaii. Um, I come from, I have ancestral ties to Turtle Island. Um, I'm of the Anishinaabe people. I'm African-American, Indonesian, um, multiple European ethnicities as well. So a bunch of fun things. Um, I'm a mom of three beautiful kids, um, and we still currently reside, um, you know, in Oahu. Uh, they were all born at home, and two of them were free births. So, uh, yeah, and now I um, do birth work, womb health um, things. Um, I like creating guided meditations for pregnancy and birth, um, and yeah that's me so yeah I'm really excited to be here um with you guys it's such an honor um to finally be doing this and so yeah I'm I'm excited to really to to tell these stories I think I've written both of them and like shared the the written stories online but I don't think I've I've shared them like this before yeah oh my gosh I'm so excited if you're listening to the podcast, you can't see our faces, but we're all like (laughs) smiling from ear to ear. (laughs) Like, I feel like my face is going to crack. I'm so excited. Okay. So we ask every guest that's going to be on the podcast, what is free birth to them? Like, what's your definition of free birth? So that we have some context of like, the decisions that you're making and the story that you're telling, knowing what you think free birth is, I think will really help us better understand your story. So tell us what you think. Free birth to me is birthing outside of the system. I get when I, when I hear that, that's automatically what I think. Like you're not um, birthing within a hospital or at a birthing center, you're probably definitely not birthing with a licensed midwife. Um, If you do choose to have some type of assistance at your birth, um, because I don't necessarily associate free birth with completely unassisted. Um, I think we kind of talked about that in the intro episode, right? That like an unassisted birth is a little bit of a misnomer. Um, It's not we're not truly like completely alone, you know, like some women do choose that to like be completely alone, like in the woods. But (laughs) um, for most of us, like there is some type of assistance that we have um, going into our free births. Um, So yeah, that's, that's free birth for me. Free birth is, is outside of the medical system, 
completely autonomous, right? That the, the birthing person is making all of their choices, right? Like with a clear mind um, and being, hopefully being respected and supported in those choices. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and Shalay, so where did your free birth story begin? If you just wanna take us back to where this all started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it really, um, so I, I, I first learned about free birth during my first pregnancy. Um, my doula told me that she done, had done free births. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, that's super cool. Like just her and her partner, right. And like their family. And I was like, dope, that's cool. You know, like I was doing a home birth with a midwife and her, you know, so I was just like, well, that's a neat idea, but I like this, right. <laughs> Um, you know, I was just like, interesting. Um, and so I had, you know, I had my great home birth with a midwife. Um, and then I got pregnant again. Um, and it's funny, it was actually my partner's idea. Um, he, uh, you know, I, I had told him we were pregnant and we, we went out to eat, um, and we were sitting in the car eating and he just turned to me and he was like, you want to just do this ourselves this time? And I was like, yeah, I like, yeah, totally. Um, so that's, that's where that started. Um, you know, and we, you know, kind of had the doula to, you know, thank for that, you know, kind of planting that seed, right, that idea in our heads of this is the thing you can do, right? Like, she didn't even like, she just told us that is what she did. She didn't say you should do it. Or like, it's so amazing. You have to try it. She was just like, yeah, this is how me and my partner have babies. And ju like, just that was enough to be like, I want to do that too now. Um, you know, so like, obviously this podcast, <laughs> you know, birth story medicine, these stories are so powerful. Um, you know, and so we, you know, once we decided to free birth, um, I think I just went and had a confirmation appointment, like with an OB. Um, I remember mentioning to him and not knowing my naivete at the time, um, you know, I was like, yeah, I'm planning on doing a home birth, but I just needed this, you know, like for the paperwork and to, you know, like confirm the pregnancy and make sure, you know, everything looks okay or whatever. Um, and he was like, oh, well, I can't, he was like, you can't be my patient anymore if you're going to have a home birth. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I, you don't like have to be there. Like, I was like, I'm not asking you to attend my birth. Like, um, it, it didn't make any sense to me. Right. But he was like, it's a liability for my practice, knowing you're going to birth at home and like, I guess, care for me during my pregnancy. I didn't, it doesn't, it still doesn't make any sense in my head. Um, like <laughs> I'm not asking you to be at the birth. I'm not asking you to be responsible for this outcome. Like, um, I just need like some lab results and an ultrasound. So, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, so that was really interesting. And I learned a lot at that pregnancy about the system and people, um, how people view free birth, um, you know, and, uh, it was really interesting. Um, the person who was most offended by my choice was my mom. When I told her that we were choosing to birth alone, she was like, so you don't want me there? And I was like, no, I don't want anybody there. I was like, I don't even know if he's going to be there. I don't want anybody there. Like, because 
because of my experience with my first birth, where my whole family, even though it was a home birth and it was me and my partner in the tub. And as far as I remembered it, it was my midwife and my doula. My mom was there. Um, and, but as soon as my son was born, everybody was there. There are pictures of me in the birth tub that I don't remember being taken, right? Cause I was in my birth high, um, you know? Um, and so I was like, I don't, I don't want that. Like I did have a wonderful home birth and a great team and everything was amazing, but I was like, I don't want anybody there again at all. Like, no. <laughs> so, you know, I was just putting down that boundary and it personally offended her. And I was like, it's not about you personally. This is about me. Right. Um, and what I need to safely bring this baby here. Like, I know if I'm going to do this, then I need to be alone. What's that? Yes. Um, yeah. So that was, um, that was actually how I got into guided meditations as well. Um, I started seeing a therapist and she recommended guided meditations and I got super into it, you know, um, during my pregnancy. And I was like, what if I make guided meditations for pregnancy? Right? Like I couldn't find those. I couldn't find birth like meditations and, and things like that. Um, there was hypnobirthing, but I, I don't know. I've never connected the hypnobirthing. It's just not my thing. Um, and, and even in birth, like I'm not listening to that stuff while I'm in labor. It completely fucks with me. Like it has to be silent. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, got into that through my pregnancy and like went, you know, unassisted and I got, I just learned a lot about birth. Like I was inhaling like midwifery textbooks and emergency manuals and like physiology and anatomy books and all of the things. I was in all of the groups, right? Like I think that's probably how we all met like way back when was in these, you know, free birth groups on Facebook um, and sharing our stories and, and hearing all of these other stories and seeing all of these other women doing it too, right? I was like, this is so cool. And like meeting other people who aligned right with like my worldviews and how I wanted to raise my kids and you know, all this stuff. It was just a really beautiful time, you know, um, in my life, like learning and, and growing like that and uh planning on birthing by myself, <laughs> you know. Um, so um she, my my daughter, everyone doubted me. Um, I, like I don't find out the sex of my babies, right? Like I get an ultrasound done at 20 weeks to the anatomy scan, right? Make sure there's no heart defects or any abnormality, like things that I would like to know about, right? Um, but that's about the only ultrasound I'll get for my pregnancies. Um, so I did find out the sex. I had a son. Everybody was like, well, if you have a girl, then you don't have any girl stuff. And I was like, well, I know it's a girl and nobody believed me. Like my sisters were like, well, how do you know? And I was like, I just, I know I'm having a daughter. I know like buy me, buy all the pink shit you want. I promise you I am having a girl. Right. Um, and, um, well, I knew because she came to me in many dreams, um, from a pretty early, I think, especially after at the 20 week scan, I remember telling the tech, like, put a, you know, like put a picture with what the sex is like in an envelope and we're just going to save it until she's born. We had done the same thing with my son. Um, so I was like, but I'm pretty sure I know already, right? Like I had had a dream at about 16 weeks. Um, and lo and behold, 
it was my daughter as she presented herself in all the dreams um, that I had. Um, I actually, I saw her being held um, by our, our indigenous matriarch, um, like on our family land. So, cause my grandfather was born in the house that he and my grandma still live in. Um, so he was born at home. My mom was never able to give birth at home, but I grew up hearing about home birth. So that was always, you know, in the back of my mind. And then free birth kind of inevitably <laughs> followed, right? Um, so anyway, you know, my daughter decided to show up uh, at 38 weeks on the dot and we were completely unprepared. She came on a Wednesday morning. Um, <laughs> Like she was here before 10 a.m. on a Wednesday morning. Like Sis was just like, I'm here now. Um, and that's, if you know Soraya, that's that's just Soraya. Um, yeah, it was, a, you know, a crazy experience because we were planning on going to my friend who had free birth. They had like a little extra space in their home. So they were like, we were living with my partner's parents at the time. They were like, you can come and free birth at our place. Like, that's fine. You know, like we'll support you and it, this will be a safe space. Like you can have that whole room to yourselves, whatever. So we were planning that weekend, right? Like the way she was born, we were planning on that weekend going getting diapers and all the supplies, getting the pool up to, you know, all of our stuff over to her place. We were just going to stay there until I gave birth, right? And Sis said, no, <laughs> I'm ruining all of your plans. Um, she just <laughs> like, fuck it all, fuck it all, I'm coming. Um, and yeah, so I, I remember I had noticed my waters leaking the night before and I was like, eh, I, that could mean anything, right? I was like, I'm not really having contractions but I'm leaking amniotic fluid, so all right. I was like, I don't know. I'm going to bed. Like it was like one o'clock in the morning. Right. I was like, what am I going to do? I'm just going to go to bed. <laughs> I learned my lesson with my first labor. So I was not staying up timing contractions or anything like that. Cause I had just exhausted myself doing that with his. So I went to bed. I took mass to bed um, and ended up waking up in labor. Like a contraction woke me up um, out of my sleep. And um, at the time my son was two. So he was still nursing. So he woke up, right, and decided to nurse, and then that just, like, kick-started labor, like, crazy. Um, I went to the bathroom and sat on the toilet for a good minute, <laughs> getting through contractions, right, the labor station, um, and then um, went back downstairs, and she was born within a couple of hours of that. Like I said, she was born, like, by 10 a.m., um, on Wednesday morning and she was just here and it was a wonderful experience um like I remember us both freaking out like okay this is happening like we don't have any of the things we thought like we didn't even have diapers like we had some cloth diapers but other than that like we didn't have clothes like specifically for her or any like we didn't have blankets we we had nothing like <laughs> we had nothing prepared because we were planning on doing all of that that weekend so um it was a little bit of a like chicken running around with his head cut off situation. Um, but I was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Like I'm having this baby, this baby's coming now. Um, and she did, you know, like I remember our son was like out playing outside the room cause he felt like he was not feeling the labor vibes. Like he was not liking the sounds I was making. I was like being really loud and vocalizing. Um, so he was like, I'm going to go somewhere else. <laughs> you do your thing, mom. Um, yeah. And I remember my partner was making the bed 
and her head came out and I couldn't tell if it was a head or a butt. I was like so concerned my entire pregnancy that she was breech. Um, and she was just a brick of a baby. So you like, she just felt the same on either end when I was belly mapping. So I couldn't tell. And I was just like, I don't, well, she's coming out now, right? Like, I don't know if that's a head or a butt, but she's like, they're coming. Um, and I remember I lifted my leg to like catch her and she literally just shot out of me. Like, thankfully she was covered in vernix. Um, if you've seen my post in some of the groups, you'll see the pictures and she's just like a thick white coat um, on her skin. So I was able to keep a grip on her and she didn't like slam into the floor. Um, but... <laughs> And I was just like, she's here. And he was like, what? And I was like, she's, she's here. Like, <laughs> you know, I was like, she's here. Um, yeah. So just quick, fast and furious. Um, and her name means morning star. So it just is everything about her birth is so fitting um, for her. You know, it's um, truly her experience. Um, yeah, so that was my first free birth. And after that, I was on a birth high for months, guys. Um, <laughs> I was like, I just have my baby on my bedroom floor. I can do fucking anything. I like, you can't mess with me. I started my podcast. I like started taking classes. I was doing all of the things, um, you know, and it was such a wonderful experience for me. You know, I was just, I felt like preaching the gospel of free birth <laughs> to everybody like that's how I felt um anytime people ask me about my birth I was like do you really, like do you really want to go there like I'll, I'll go there um I don't think you you're ready <laughs> um for all of this but um yeah so I just like after that I was like this is I could have like 500 more babies like this like I let let's go right <laughs> I was like if I'm gonna give birth and I'm only doing it like this from now on um and I ended up getting pregnant with you know our third baby um and I remember someone asking me like oh so are you gonna go to the hospital with this one and I was like why what like <laughs> it confused me so much I was like why did I go to the hospital for my third baby, I was like, I already, I've already done this twice. Like, I think it's a little proven at this point. I'll be okay. Um, <laughs> like, I think I got this. So, um, yeah. And ended up separating from my partner during that pregnancy. And I was about seven or eight months pregnant. Um, you know, coming home, ended up moving in with my mom, with my kids and preparing she was selling her home when we moved in so she sold her house and we had to move um during like the final weeks of my pregnancy um and prepare we literally like we were literally in our new place for about two weeks when I gave birth um so yeah that was a really it was just a different experience in pregnancy but I wasn't because of my first experience, right, with unassisted pregnancy and birth, I felt confident in all of my choices and listening to myself and my body, um, right? Like, I wasn't concerned about seeing an OB. I wasn't concerned about an ultrasound or any of those things. I was just worried about myself and, like, keeping myself safe and my kids safe and healing myself and everything that comes with a separation, right? Like, I was, there was 
and moving and having another, like it was just everything happening at once, right? Like during that pregnancy um, and realizing I'm actually gonna have this baby alone. Like, you know, um, after having two really great experiences, you know, with, um, with him for my birth. So that was a really, hard thing to like come to terms with I was like and and decide right because I wasn't sure if I wanted him there or not I wasn't sure who I wanted there or not with me um and through multiple little signs and things you know he ended up the baby right ended up showing me that we had to be completely alone that it was just supposed to be us um, cause I did, I, you know, I was living with my mom, my older two kids were with their dad at the time when I went into labor. Um, and I remember my mom coming to check in on me. I was like laboring in the tub for a little bit in the bathroom. Um, and she came to bring me a cup of tea and my contraction stopped. Like I was in the middle of a contraction and it stopped when she opened the door. Like it was the craziest thing. I was like, and like that, you know, that labor fog, right? Like that labor brain that switches on when you like really get deep in it. Like I immediately switched back into like clarity and consciousness and it just stopped. And I was like, whoa, like it was so trippy. But anytime there was a disturbance that would happen. Um, like I was literally, I was finally in active labor. I was on my bed pushing and my mom came in again. She was like, hey, I can hear you making, you know, like those pushy noises. Um, she was like, I'm just letting you know I'm here. I'm going to go shower and I'll be right back. I had the baby with, as soon as I heard the shower turn on, my body started pushing and like it just FER like immediately kicked in his head was out and then he was born like shortly thereafter so that was my fastest active labor like I had been in early labor for about three days um just on and off like contractions slowly building and then I was getting ready for another night of going to bed and no bait you know and just like waking up and going through it all again right and I was literally about to get in bed and a contraction dropped me to my knees. Just like I had to hold on to the edge of my bed, like, oh fuck, okay, this is happening. Um, so I thought I would it would be like my daughter's birth where that was how I was giving gave birth, was like in a squat hanging onto my bed frame. Um, but that was super uncomfortable. I tried getting on hands and knees, that was terrible. I was like, fuck that. So I was like, let me get on my bed um, and see. And I actually had to lay down on my back. Like I was semi-reclined, right? Like I wasn't fully like all the way back, but I like propped up pillows and I had to be on my back and I felt him slip, right? Like that, that descent, right? When you finally feel them um, start going down. And so that really surprised me. Um, you know, that was something I hadn't experienced um, in any of my labors before. So that was really interesting. And then, like I said, the stopping and, you know, like she was gone for all of 15 minutes. And in those 15 minutes, he was born. Like, he was like, no, it has to be just us. Um, yeah. And he was born at 1.11 in the morning. Um, so yeah, all of my kids' like birthdays and times are very special as well. Um, and so that, and that experience was like freeing and empowering in a whole other way, right? Like I was like, I, I really fucking did that like all by myself again in a different way right um and 
you know, that fire, I guess, has kind of been fueling me the past, you know, couple of years. He's going to be two very soon, that baby. Um, so yeah, it's just, like I said, I, I always feel like I'm pre preaching the gospel of free birth. I'm always like, do it. Like, if you want to do it, do it. Like, like who's, who's to stop you? Like, who's to say? Um, and I do understand like the systemic and institutional barriers that many of us face as black women and women of color. And that that's part of my reason why I choose to completely forgo the system, right? Is like, I don't even wanna interact with them um, on that level to like get involved with my births in any way. Um, so, you know, but I understand needing assistance and having to navigate that. Like there's just so much that going into this. Um, and I feel really blessed to have had you know, really uncomplicated pregnancies and births, right? Like uh, besides the normal like aches and pains, um, you know, and healing that comes with birth. I'm really thankful that I have my health, um, you know, and, and ha don't, didn't have to worry about those kind of issues, um, but completely aware that, you know, that's a thing. And that's, um, that's one thing I'm, I want to get better about is having more knowledge of the system in order to help people navigate it, right? Like going, who want to free birth, but are like, I don't know how to navigate this part though, right? Like I have to interact with the system in this way, but I want a free birth. So um, that that's something that I'm really interested in learning more about um, personally. But uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's me. Those are my free birth stories, yeah. So thank you guys. Oh my God. I love those stories so much. Um, before we move to like the next phase of how this podcast is structured, I was really hoping you could tell us about your placentas, the birth of your placentas. Yeah, totally. So interestingly enough, all of my children have very short cords, just a thing. Um, like I can barely get them like up to my chest like that's how short like all of them have just been that way I don't really know what that's about um I um have tried to find an answer about like cord length and there's nothing like it's really not studied I mean all, you guys know too like placentas and umbilical cords aren't um I think studied enough um they're so fascinating <laughs> but um you know so they all had really short cords so my son's cord was so short that I couldn't even, we were in a pool where I had a water birth for him. So my oldest, I couldn't even like barely get him out of the water. So I was sitting and like trying to like pull him as high as possible, but my placenta wasn't ready to come out yet. Right. So, um, my midwife looked at my cord and she was like, it looks like he's gotten a good amount of blood, you know, like his cord is, is going white. Are you okay if we cut it to help you get the placenta out? Right. Especially being in water, midwives are often worried about your uterus going boggy, right? Like not um, contracting anymore from being in the warm water. So she was concerned about getting the placenta out, right? Because I had been sitting in the water for a while after giving birth. Um, so I was like, okay, so we cut his cord. Um, I passed him off to his dad and I remember squatting in the tub and she didn't touch, like she cut the cord and then she, um, she handed me the umbilical cord and she was like, okay. She was like, you can feel that your plus, she was like, can you feel your placenta like at your cervix? Right. And I was like, yeah, like I had felt it detach and it was sitting, like it was trying to come out, but it was like lodged in my cervix, I guess. 
Um, and she was like, try pulling it out. So she didn't do it. She like, she handed me my cord, like, and put my hand on there and was like, see if you can pull it out while you're like pushing. Right. Um, and so, and that worked, <laughs> you know, I, it, it like took a minute and it, but it finally just whoops, slipped out, you know, like after a push and a pull, um, kind of thing. And that I think having the midwife I had is what truly made me feel safe enough to go on to do this on my own because she literally handed me the reins and like in every aspect of my birth she always she told me from day one this is your birth and what you need I will help you get if you have questions I will try and answer them as best I can like we would have hour and a half long like prenatals right like discussing all of these things and questions that I had um and she just stood in the corner while I gave birth to my son like that she was there she did nothing. She listened to his heart tones once because it's needed for the paperwork. Um, and that was it. And, and she just stood in the corner in the bedroom and left me alone to do my thing. Um, and then came and checked on me, you know, to make sure the placenta was coming out and helped me assist myself do that. Um, you know, so after that experience, I was familiar with that procedure and technique, right? So going into free birth, I was like, well, if I have any issues, I'll just do that. And I learned a lot more about that, the third stage, right, of, of, of birth and um, what to do in terms of hemorrhage or if the placenta wasn't coming and that kind of thing. So I was a lot more prepared to, um, but it was kind of the same situation. Like, honestly, hers, my daughter's slipped out pretty quickly. Um, like her, like it just was like, like I got into like another squat and it just came out. Um, and then my third one was like my first son's where I kind of, I had to tug it a little bit, but it just came out, um, you know, with a little bit of help after, after I had felt it detach, right? Like I wasn't like pulling it off of my uterus, like it had detached and was sitting at my cervix. Um, so just needed a little help. Um, at the end there, and all of their placentas are buried in the front yard of the house where my oldest was born. So, yeah. Oh, I love that so much that you, they're all buried together. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to say, like, for anyone who hasn't had a free birth or hasn't birthed their own placenta before, I know, like, I, in my midwife-assisted births, I, my placenta was just pulled out, like, I was not an active participant, <laughs> um, and yeah. so I was really worried that I wouldn't know how to birth my placenta, yeah. you know, that was, like, a big thing for me, um, so when we're talking about, like, pulling on your placenta, um, like it, it shouldn't hurt, you know, yeah. like if yeah. you pull, if, if you're like trying to see if your placenta is ready to come out and you tug and it doesn't feel right, like something hurts, or it just feels like you aren't going to be comfortable pulling any harder than you're pulling, like intuitively or instinctually, um, then don't, you know? <laughs> um, so like only you ever, I think should tug on the cord at all. And, and obviously start very gently and, and you for sure, like are not going to like, just yank your own cord. Like that would never happen. You wouldn't do that to yourself, you know? Yeah. So like, I don't, yeah, I don't know if one could do that. You know, it's very tender down there, even, even just, you know, pulling it out like that, it's still a whole nother birth, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, thank you so much. So yeah. how are, we kind of have a little structure for our podcast episodes. Um, and one thing that is important to us 
is that after somebody shares their stories with us is that we reflect back to them. So um, they know that we've heard them and that we um, are like actively listening to their story and um, wanna just share what touched us or resonated with us or really stood out to us about the birth story. Um, so Rochelle, if you want to share your reflections back yeah, Shalay. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for sharing. First of all, I really loved hearing your birth stories. Um, I feel like we've all known each other for, you know, some time and like have a, a, a pretty deep relationship and just sitting here and listening to your birth story and hearing you tell it to us directly. I just feel like I know you on like a whole nother level now and it's really special. So thank you so much. Um, and the part that really sticks with me is this like thought of you going into single motherhood during your third pregnancy and everything that comes with that, like the whole transition and all of the stress that I'm sure, you know, that I know that you were dealing with at that time and all of the major life decisions that you had to make and still like choosing to have your free birth and like knowing that that was what you and your son needed. Like that was what your son needed you to do. And that was what you needed to do. And, um, I loved hearing how, like, <laughs> how you so needed to be like completely alone. And like, it just, it reminds me so much of like other, you know, um, physiological things that we do there that, that we, that feel private to us, depending on, you know, who we are. Like maybe some people feel comfortable, like taking the shit in front of other people, but like, I would do the same thing would happen to me. <laughs> like if, if someone were to walk in, I'd be like, whoa, like even my partner, you know? Um, and so just that, that happened with your mom, like is so fascinating to me. And like, so such a strong illustration of like how much you needed your complete solid. And honestly, just the, like the, the thought of you just having this baby completely on your own as a newly single mom is so fucking powerful. It like gives me the chills and makes me tear up. So thank you so much for sharing. <laughs> it was a non-negotiable you know like I was like I have no idea about anything else in my life but I know this is going to happen like you know yeah uh, yeah I agree that part was I like wrote a little note and it just says alone um that stuck out to me so much and I as you were like telling the story and I was like picturing you there on this bed and like being alone and and just trying to like feel how vulnerable and powerful that moment must have been. Like I tried to picture myself being completely alone while giving birth and that it almost scared me, honestly, like thinking of myself in that position, just the magnitude of like intimacy between you and your baby, like just you two alone. Like it just felt too big. Like I would never, like, it just felt like I could never hold all of that alone, you know? Um, and so it just, I don't know, hit me like how powerful you are, like how incredible of like a person that you have to be to do that. And I'm always fascinated by people who are like, I was totally by myself. I'm like, how? <laughs> Um, I feel like my son like stayed in like literally two extra minutes just so like I wouldn't be totally by myself because it just scares me that much. Um, I've heard stories like that too, right? Where like the baby doesn't show up until that person is is there, right? So yeah. it, it really just shows you that it's 
not as us, it's, birth is very baby led, right? Like it wasn't my choice to do that on my own. That was, my contractions would literally stop anytime <laughs> like someone would come in. So, you know, like that, that was him. Like that was what he needed. Like I, I was not controlling that. I don't, I can't explain that, right? Like other than that mammalian thing. Um, but I was also terrified. I was terrified, guys. And I think we need more people to talk about how scary birth can be and like how many fears you have to confront to get through it. Um, even if you're not free birthing, even like just birth will make you confront like Rochelle, that reel you made, like I I had tears in my eyes. Like I was crying so hard at that one where you're like pretending to be a boxer, like go to an undisturbed birth, like just ready to rumble. And I was like, fuck. Like, that's exactly what it's like. You're just like, some, I don't know what's about to happen, but <laughs> um, put up your dukes and, and, and like get through your shit, right? Um, yeah, I was, I was terrified. I was in a different kind of pain than I had been for my other births. My other births had been, I wouldn't say pain-free, but they were much more euphoric and like I was flowing with the contractions and like this labor was hard and it hurt and I like I was like is something wrong like I you know um just so many thoughts in my head um and and then realizing it would part of it was not being left alone right like mm -hmm. it kept um it was I was more uncomfortable when people were around right so I just I I felt like a cat. I felt feral during that labor. Like I remember when things finally did get going and I was on my bed and I was trying all these different positions to get comfortable. And like the chest pads were flying everywhere. And I was like sweating and huffing. And it was like, I, I felt like an animal that like, I just couldn't get comfortable, but I was like, I have to get this baby out of me. Like, you know, um, that's a crazy feeling <laughs> by the way. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that. <laughs> the visual, the visual of the Chuck's heads flying around the room, like that's gonna stick with me forever. That's too good. <laughs> it was terrible. They were sliding everywhere because I was sweating. They're like they're on my bed, so they're not gonna stick. Like, and but they were sticking to me because I was sweaty as well. It was awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't wish that on my worst enemy. I was so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awful. I just upped for towels. A little bit more grit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't know what I was thinking, but I couldn't like get out of my bed to get more towels, right? Like I, I was like, the I'm a little preoccupied, so I just had to with it. I think I ended up tossing them all off the bed, and I was just like, I guess I'm gonna, we're just gonna have to wash and bleach everything. I, like, <laughs> I was like, oh well, at this point, like, <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, I loved um, from your first free birth. Um, you said something about seeing your daughter held by an indigenous matriarch. And like, I just got totally covered in chills, like um, envisioning maybe some version of what you had dreamt about and like how powerful that was. And, and it just really resonated me just knowing like in your bones and like being, being told by your ancestors, like who is coming through you. Like I, that just felt yeah. so powerful um, to hear you. Yeah. Like, Say that, that vision. It was, yeah. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I, yeah, I still to this day, it gives me chills to think about it, you know? Um, 
yeah, they were just like, this is your baby. She's coming. Like we chose her. I don't like she's coming. And I saw in that labor, I saw her again, like as I was getting through transition, she was standing right in front of me. She was like, are you ready? She's, she's coming. You're almost there. Like she's almost here. Um, and then she was here shortly after. So yeah, it, um, the, the spiritual aspect of birth, I think is often overlooked as well. Um, and that, that can be scary, right? That was really kind of new for me to be seeing and hearing things, you know, like, like, oh my God, am I going crazy? Um, but like, um, that's my truth. I don't know. Like, I really don't know what else to say about that. Like, that's my truth. Like these kids were sent to me, you know, in every sense of the word. Um, and it has been a spiritual journey becoming their mother. So, um, and I think free birth is the only way I think I, I, I have been able to really channel into that type of energy. Yeah. Uh, like I just wrote a note that we need to do a future podcast on spirit babies. Um, yeah. Sharing like our experience <laughs> with, with our spirit babies. Um, sure. Yeah. I used to like not be a total believer of that. Um, and now I am definitely (laughs) communicating with them and stuff so so good do you have anything else that you want to share um about your birth stories or maybe like advice that you want to give to someone who's planning free birth Um, trust yourself really really tap into your intuition um that little voice that little gut feeling um because it never lies that's never wrong and that's the only thing that got me through those really tough tough times um during those pregnancies when I was like am I making the right choice right when when you start asking yourself is am I making the right choice um that connection is what saves you and what is going to give you that answer right um so that that's my number one piece of advice if you if you're pregnant honestly like I said like it's you need that connection in order to go forward having an autonomous respected birth and pregnancy like you need to be clear on your needs and your desires and what you know like what you're going to need for this journey um, and you have to be okay asking everybody for help if that's what you, if that's part of what you need right on the journey um, or telling people no you can't come with me for this part um, yeah just um, tap in tap into yourself yeah it's so good Chalet oh my gosh thank you so much for that wisdom and if our some of our listeners might want to find you on the interwebs or see what you're up to in the world where can they find you you guys can follow me on Instagram. I'm Mama Makwa. That's M-A-K-W-A um, on Instagram. And you can find my ebook, my free birth uh, FAQ on there. So that's free 
nifty, keep an eye out. I've been um, slowly taking notes and I'm gonna be coming out with a 2.0 because um, there's more like there's more questions and more things right that people want to know about um like there can't ever be like there's so many questions there's so many things that go into free birth like we're gonna have so many episodes about all the things so um I'm really excited like I want to just like keep updating it you know um as as time goes on um yeah so you find me there connect with me on there and thank you guys again so much for having me this has been wonderful thank you so much Shalee. thank you Thank you so much for joining us today. We are honored to share this birth medicine with you and hope that you will join us again soon. If you'd like to send us your thoughts, ideas, or any aha moments you had from the show, you can do so by clicking the link in our show's description. Follow us on Instagram at birth.medicine.podcast. Please subscribe to the show and share the medicine.